All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. Big thanks to uh, Kelly Buckberger for uh, joining us for an hour. Uh, lots of great texts uh, to get to. I read a few of them to, uh, to Bucky before he left. And uh, he's uh, getting set. He'll be here for a few more days and goes to Laval. Of course, they have their uh, rookie camp. It's actually down in Buffalo. He was talking to Yaremchuk uh, uh, about uh, the Bills game against the Raiders because it's a day off for the uh, the Canadians rookies. Right, They're playing that tournament. There's Buffalo and, and Ottawa and Montreal. I can't remember. It's not Toronto. I don't know who the other team is, but uh, I'm not Detroit. So I'll have to figure it out. But either way, uh, he'll be down there and uh, his first time going to Bills Mafia game. Should be, uh, should be loads of fun. Welcome back to the Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And remember, we do have our uh, wager. We'll get to that uh, coming up uh, in about 15 minutes. Uh, any, any of you have any suggestions? Because we always take suggestions from the audience. We do uh, $20. We make uh, three wagers, right? a little parlay action. And all the money we win is going to charity. And uh, we are supporting kids sport for uh, the month of September. So uh, hopefully you have a good month and that means uh, be good for the kids. So if you have anyone that you like uh, tonight, let us know. You can text me at uh, 833-401-1440. And if we win, you'll be like, hey, I'm helping the kids. So that's great. Now, let's go around the NHL brought to you by McDonald's. For a limited time only, enjoy the Mighty McMuffin or Mighty McGriddle breakfast made with bacon, sausage, egg, and cheese on a McGriddle or a McMuffin only at McDonald's. As uh, we welcome in our regular Wednesday guest. Haven't spoke to him in a while, but we're happy to have him from the NHL Network, former Stanley Cup winner, former uh, NHLer, 
Mike Rupp joins us. Rupper, welcome back to the show, my man. How you doing? I'm good, Greg. Glad to be back. I uh, just heard you mention uh, uh, Kelly Booker. I mean, that was an intimidating player when I broke into the league, man. Anybody that would wear that helmet that that guy wore just made me think that this, some screws were loose, man. I'm like, what was that, a Winwell? Yes. Remember the Winwells or the Coopers or yes. whatever they were? Yeah. When guys wore those, I was like, I don't, I'm like, are you choosing to wear that helmet? Like, And I'm like, this guy's old school, man. I don't want to mess with him, but... Uh, he was an intimidating guy coming in as a young guy in this league for me. Buddy, I was asking him about the helmet. He still got it. So uh, keeps it around. He's got a few <laughs> stickers. I, mean, yeah. I wonder how many of those he's gone through in his in his lifetime. And we always talk about Sidney Crosby having that same jock strap since he was, like, in squirts or something. I mean, I, did Kelly use that same helmet for his entire career? Because it kind of looked like it. Well, he did. That's what he said. He goes, had a few different stickers, a few paint jobs on it. But, man, that well, the windwell was unbreakable. You couldn't break that thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, uh, Mike, there's you know, there's lots going on. Uh, here we are. We're two weeks away from from training camp, and you know, they're, they're in Edmonton. You know, all the players are here. We'll get to that in a second. But Edmonton and Vegas. You look at Toronto and Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, do you have the Rangers? Like, where do you have the Rangers and Devils? As far as like, are they legit cup contenders? Are they knocking on the door? Are they in Tier B? Where do you have them? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. When I'm thinking, thinking about this Rangers team, I, I sit there, I still think they are going to be a top-tier team. But I, I ask myself, and we won't know until games are played. That won't be answered until then. But did they get better or worse in this offseason? You know, is, is where they're at even just staying the same? Is that enough? Um I think that the Rangers are very – everybody knows. Everybody talks about it. If the young guys um, in, in Caco Capo or uh, or uh, Lafreniere take a step, that's going to bode very well for them. I think they can take that next step as a, as a franchise. I actually kind of think the Devils are set up to be a team that I can see – handling the Eastern Conference. Mm. I can see them competing for the top record in the Eastern Conference. The one kicker for me with them, um, which was which was pretty good last year until it wasn't, was their goaltending. Yeah. So that's where this Connor Hellebuck stuff gets me because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if I'm – I don't know what the market is out there for Hellebuck. We know that in Winnipeg they've got to get a return, right? They've got to – with some of these pieces they're, they're moving out and have moved out, they've got to get return, and, and return that makes them a good team now but also planning for the future. But it, I think the market for Connor Hellebuck, if a team can make a deal good enough right now like the Devils, I don't think the Devils want him long-term necessarily because he's going to command a lot, and he's going to command term and, and dollars – but if you can get them right now, they've got a strike. They are a goalie removed from, I think, being a Stanley Cup contender. And that's crazy because when you're dating back a little over a year, year and a half ago, uh, you never would have thought that, I think, with this Devils squad. But I think they're actually a little bit closer right now than, than the Rangers are. My one concern about New Jersey is the youth on the back end. And it is rare to win in crunch time with young defensemen, especially two. Now, Kale McCarr is a little bit of an exception, but uh, he had played in the playoffs. You know, he had, he had quite a few playoff games under his belt. You know, New Jersey's really high in some of their young D-men, and I think they're going to be really good. But as a former player, Mike, I, how, you know, am I overblowing 
the uh, the lack of experience in some of their key positions on defense? Um, put it this way: if I'm the opponent or I'm the opposing team's coach, I'm trying to exploit that. I mean, you, your your four check games got to be on point. Let's get on these guys because if there is a weakness, it, it, it is they're they're inexperienced on the back end. But the, the one thing I think that Lindy Ruff has done an incredible job there is. And I think Dougie Hamilton is a perfect example. I mean, every, we all know Dougie Hamilton, and he's he's a, he's a very polarizing player. Wherever he's been, it's been like he has his skill level, but he lacks X, Y, and Z, and he doesn't really have that second gear. Like, where's he at? They've embraced his kind of warts of his game, and they play him to his strength. Just go, just go, get involved, be creative. And Dougie is. I think Luke Hughes is going to be. They're going to let the reins off him. He's going to be able to go, go, go. I think that they'll probably over the course of the year realize that they've got to get a, another veteran in there on the back end and have a couple insurance policies. But, um, yeah, I, I would try to exploit it. I think the way that Devils play in that go, go, go in that transition game, it might bode really well for them. Because it's almost like I feel like Colorado didn't necessarily win over the last few years. Like they didn't necessarily defend very well. They had guys who were allowed to go offensively. And, and get involved with their forwards. And then they kind of developed defending better. And now they've those, those defensemen, Devon Taves has been incredible, and, and they've learned that. I think that's a kind of the, the blueprint for the Devils. Let's play to our strengths, and along the way we'll try to, to nip at some of our weaknesses and inexperience on the back end. Mike Grubb joins us, Hamilton Sports Leader, TSN 1260, or sorry, on uh, Sports 1440. There's another 20 bucks, Rupper. Jeez, brutal. Bro, oh, you got to like find swear- oh, out there. Yeah, yeah, it's forty bucks now. Roll uh, JG, so that's uh, that's not good uh, whatsoever. You should see Connor Halley's reaction. He was pretty excited. He was fist pumping uh, over here, which is uh, which is outstanding. So uh, old habits die hard, man. Uh, Sports fourteen forty, of course. Uh, you can text us eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. And Mike, so you know the Devils and the Ra- what about Carolina? Because when I see Carolina, like man, they might have the best defense score in the league. I, I think from one through seven, they probably got the best defense score. My concern with Caroline is it's repeat, repeat, repeat. I look at their forward group. They're good. I like Svechnikov. I like Ajo. I don't love it. Like, they don't have, like, a real dominant guy. Now, some would say Vegas didn't, but I, I don't know. Like, there's something about Mark Stone. And Jack Eichel was an elite player in the postseason. I and Until Carolina gets a legit game breaker consistently i don't think they can win am i wrong oh man they're almost that team that like i've wanted to win because they do everything yes. right Fair. but they just the, the the they're lacking like that one thing like you're saying and, and they thought and they and they tried to do that when that's when they got patcheretti before the achilles injury or they were in the talks for timo meyer last year they were in the talks uh, for Vlad Tarasenko, like they're in the talks for these players, but uh, the one thing that they have done an incredible job of is is just continuing to be strong where they're strong. And just going back to Dougie Hamilton, you talk about a few years ago, they were a very good team then, and he signs that monster deal in New Jersey. They lose that whole very shrewd move by them going getting Tony D'Angelo, yeah. bringing him in. He was great. Then they can't kind of you know afford Tony. He goes to uh, to Philly. Um, you know, they, they then, um, they, they go get Brent Burns and now it's like their strength. They bring Tony D'Angelo back. Now they go get Dmitry Orlov. Like I, I love what they're doing, but I agree with you. It's like, 
their Achilles heel uh, is when they need a big goal, they don't really have that guy that's going to do it, right? Like, they have great players. Sebastian Ajo is an awesome player. And I almost consider him to be a little not similar in the way they play, but the way they are almost viewed. Like, we never we never judge Patrice Bergeron on his points because he's so good in other areas. Like, Sebastian Ajo, over the last four years, he leads the NHL in shorthanded goals. I think he's got 15. He's great on the PK. He's great on the power play. He does everything well, good on both sides of the puck. You know, yeah, he could he can get north of 80 points, but, I mean, if you're, you have all the responsibilities he has – He's got a ton of value, but do they have that guy where things are just not going? We've had a period of uh, playing in our own zone, and we need, we, we're going to get one shot coming off our stick in the prime area. Do they have that guy to put the puck in that? I don't know if they do. Um, they control a lot of metrics of every game. Um, as far as the analytics go, uh, they play the way Rod wants them to play, Rod Brindamore, their head coach. But, uh, yeah, they're still kind of lacking that. So I, I think that they are going to be an elite team in the East, just that's who they are. And that's who they've been. Yeah. But can, can Svechnikov be healthy? Can Svechnikov be a beast? Can those guys still develop and find another level? I guess we'll have to see. Mike Rupp joins us on Sports 1440 around the NHL. Now let's get to the Pacific Division. It's a real deep division. It was the only division that had four 100-point teams last year in Vegas, Edmonton, L.A., and Seattle. Calgary and Vancouver, I think both teams, Calgary definitely was disappointing. A lot of people feel they'll improve with the coaching change and some other moves there. Uh, Vancouver, lots of people think they're on the way up. Do you think either one of them is good enough to knock one of those top four teams out of the postseason? I don't. I don't. Um you know, I know that's not really uh, a great answer as far as getting some uh, back and forth, but I just don't. I think that those teams that you mentioned that, that had the 100 points, I mean, I expect them all to be better this year. I expect them all to continue to grow. And, um, you know, Edmonton's Edmonton. They're going to be an absolute force. I mean, Vegas, they're, they're not going to they're not gonna fall back at all. They've done an incredible job after winning the Stanley Cup of keeping that team pretty much intact. Um, I, I just think what Seattle's – really accomplished there in their short time in this league, it's for real. And so I, I just think that there's more question marks for me. I mean, there's this uh, – Vancouver's a tough one because they've got a lot of things in place, a lot of really good hockey players, but they just haven't been able to put it together. And although they have some great players, they lack some of the other parts of the lineup that they need. And in Calgary, I, I do think Calgary – will be a better team this year, but I just don't think that any of those teams overhaul the teams that got in last year. The, 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 the top teams in that division deserved everything they got, and uh, I think they're all, they're all going to be stronger this year. Mike Rupp joins us. I'm Jason Greger. Mike, uh, one last one for you. Give me your thoughts on, you know, now obviously, you know, early in your career, you know, guys weren't coming to camp this early. We, we see in Edmonton, and I, I know we talked to Jordan Everly yesterday from Seattle. Lots of their players are in already. Like training camp doesn't start for two weeks now. And I know the players are in great shape now. Nobody comes to camp to get in shape. So it's not like they're here on these captain skates to get in shape. But what do you make of this? Do you think this is a new trend now? We're going to see league-wide, like, lots of teams and lots of their players reporting two weeks before camp. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because it was that stuff kind of went on before, too, and uh, over the years, maybe a little bit more so now, and, and it's going to, like you said, head more in that direction. But, you know, 
um, peer pressure is a real thing, right? Like you, you gotta, you know, most guys like most guys have their regimen when they want to come in. They want to, Most guys, I think, generally uh, would like to come in a week before training camp. I mean, if you had to ask them, I mean, maybe some guys are different. They like to come in earlier, but once you get certain guys coming in, there, there's pressure to for everybody to come in. You don't want to be the guy that isn't in there. And I remember the story. It was funny. It was when uh, I was playing for the Coyotes. It was coming out of the lockout. And that's when, when, when Wayne, when Gretzky was the head coach, right? And we got a call in the summertime, and I got a call from uh, Tyson Nash, who was uh, one of the, you know, the role-playing leaders on that team. And he called around because I think in the CBA, at least at that time, they could not make you come in until a certain time. And he would call around, and uh, he, I remember he called me, and he goes, hey, uh, Rupper, uh, we're trying to, see, you know, it's all voluntary. It's all voluntarily coming in early. Like, they can't make us come in. But um, Wayne wanted me to pass on the message to the boys that it's highly, highly recommended. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll be there. You know, so I think that's kind of almost what it is with the, your peers as well. Like, you know, you see players, they, they the leaders lead, and yeah. they get in there and do it. And you better be sure to follow or uh, it might be a long season for you. So I, I think that's just the way it's going to be from now on. Rupper, we're happy to have you uh, back on the show. We look forward to you joining us so we can see your pretty face uh, uh, over uh, uh, over the uh, the YouTube connection uh, next week. So we appreciate it. Uh, but uh, great insight as always, and uh, we'll chat with you next Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Take care, buddy. That is Mike Rupp from the NHL Network, and uh, he will join us every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. It's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can text us on our uh, text line, 833-401-1440. That's our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Stop in right now for a Pennzoil Platinum full synthetic oil change and receive $20 digital gift certificate to one of over 30 local merchants. Book your appointment at JiffyLubeService.ca. Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We, we got to get your, uh, we got lots of text in, uh, some of you with some really good additions. So we'll get to our, uh, our Play Alberta pick of the day coming up. We have, uh, five questions. Also, uh, Steve McIntyre is going to join us at, uh, 520. Mark Spector will be buying more on a busy Wednesday edition of the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and live on YouTube on Orders Nation YouTube channel. Hey, Gregor, what got, what happens to the money in the 1260 jar? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it uh, goes to a few different things, so uh, we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Connor Halley might get to uh, decide what, uh, <laughs> what what happens to it. I think that's probably fair, eh, Conman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of options. We could give it to charity or we could be selfish and go out for dinner, you know, order some food in. Oof. Well, well Cons loves the ordering the food in. I do. I, you know what? Stayed out of the food court today. Ooh, so you made it one day. Uh, one day. <laughs> one day. We'll see how long cons can go uh, without having to go to the food court. It'll be, it's it's going to be a challenge. Does it go longer than uh, Stratty used to? Like, Stratty, I think his record was 22 days before he needed it. Actually, no, maybe it was 19 before he needed a day off. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. So now we are going to play our little uh, Play Alberta pick picks of the day. It's a, we have, we'll make three way, a parlay with three picks. And you know what? Uh, we always take some, uh, some thoughts from the audience and, uh, the listeners to say, Hey, this is what we like. This is what they're thinking. Some of you are, uh, 
uh, really like it. So this is an interesting one. Hey, boys, what about taking the Reds over Seattle? As a Jays fan, gives me hope. And then take two favorites. Not bad. That's a tough loss today for the Blue Jays against Oakland. Now, they are 5-2. and two. If you go 5-2 and two every seven games, you're going to have a good chance down the stretch here to make the playoffs. It's just when you lose to Oakland, and somebody's got to lose to them sometimes, I understand it, but, man, it is uh, that is a tough one, Cons. That was a tough loss. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, those are the games you just kind of assume you'll find a way to get it down, get it done, even when you're down a run or two. Like, the Jays will get back into it. But, you know, that hasn't really been the case too often this year where, you know, you're you're overly confident that the bats will show up. They had a nice seventh inning last night, scored uh, six runs. That was terrific. But, yeah, that certainly is a tough one heading into your next series now. And every game's crucial, Gregor. The, this race is so tight. Every game matters. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, speaking of games that mattered, I don't know if any of you were up early enough this morning to watch uh, Canada-Slovenia at the uh, FIBA World Cup of Basketball. What a game. Canada's into the semifinals, man. And, uh, man, Shy Gilgis alexander He Well, no one should be surprised. What did what he finish, fourth or fifth in, in NBA scoring last year? But you just look at the like the elite young talent on the Canadian men's basketball team right now it is phenomenal and i'm uh i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing kind of you know where it's going to go uh from here and uh, and see just what what's possibly next for them like next summer i know people are like hey wiggins isn't on the team murray isn't on the team my question like murray i understand why he's not on the team right i get it cons mm-hmm. but let's say so wiggins plays all year he really hasn't played with the team a lot for the last few years I know he's a good player, but would you bring him in for the Olympics if he hadn't been there at any other time? I mean, he he had a 23-game absence due to personal reasons this year, uh, 51 days away from the team. And so there were some things going on in his life, and there was reports. I don't think we necessarily need to get into it because I can't confirm that they were true or not. Um, I, I think for the Olympics, I would look at it. I mean, especially a guy who now has that NBA championship on his resume. He won it with the Warriors, I know, but, you know, he was great in the finals and he had some really big performances. So personally, I want to load up the team as best as you can with the best skill and I would bring him on. I, I know the track record isn't necessarily great with Andrew Wiggins in the national program, but, you know, if, if he's going to be fully committed to, to this team and going to it, then I would do it. I'd make the exception for Andrew Wiggins. Jamal obviously had some injuries and went on an extended championship run this past spring. So, you know, it's tough for him to be there. But, yeah, if you can add those two players in, I, I think I go for it. How about you? I guess I would have to have the conversation and know everything Mm -hmm. to understand. Because I think as a player, obviously he's one of the best uh, Canadian players around. But I'd want to know, is he 100% fully committed to the program? Because it's not like it's just this last year. I know he missed some games for personal reasons, but he's never really been committed to the to the national program for a long time. Now there's you know varying various reasons why, but to me that would just be one that uh, that I would look at and, and and consider. So. Um, we'll see. So, uh, our first, uh, play Alberta pick them today. And, uh, thanks to, uh, to JR, we are going to go with the upset cons. Okay. We'll go, uh, the reds over Seattle. I know it's a little bit of an upset, <laughs> but Hey, you, you got You know what? Hey, anything can happen. Oakland just won. I imagine if we would have bet on that one. So, and then, uh, we are going to take, uh, the Dodgers over the Marlins. 
and Tampa over Boston. So two favorites and an underdog. Just going to try to put that together. So we had the Dodgers over Miami and Tampa over Boston. Tampa over Boston. And the Reds in an upset. And this is a $20 bet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it all. We'll put it in. That would that would win one hundred thirty two dollars. Oh, jeez. Well, there you go. <laughs> Who knew? Straight to charity, right? Who knew? <laughs> so, that's fantastic. I like it. So, there you go. And yeah, everything we win by the end of the month, and it's only twenty bucks. So, if we have a really good day, we don't then suddenly bet harder the next day. We're just sticking with the uh, twenty dollars every day uh, from PlayAlberta.ca, and uh, everything we win at the end of the month goes to charity. And this month, it is for Kidsport. So that's why we'll get your interaction. So if you have anything tomorrow, a uh, big NFL, maybe we'll have some prop bets on that NFL game. With Kelsey out, there's some intriguing numbers to look at. So we'll get to that. Hey, guys, obviously Murray asserts that doesn't count. He's being committed in the past. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't mention Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's a no-brainer. He's on the team. Right, Jamal Murray had a really long season. That's why he's out. I totally understand it. Jokic isn't playing for his country either. Right, I get it why he's not there. Wiggins. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This was the one who hasn't been there for a long, long time. Jamal Murray has before. So, no, I think Jamal Murray's there. And and if Wiggins in conversations with the coach and the other players, they're like, hey, this guy's committed, then yes, 100% he's there because there's no question in my mind that – um He's one of the top players for Canada. I, I don't think anybody can debate that, right? He's not the best player, right? And I think Murray and Shy uh, Gilgus Alexander are going to get that, uh, going to get that honor moving forward. But Wiggins can still help their team. I don't think there's any question about that. So, should be, uh, it should be a very interesting time for sure. Now we got lots of text at eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. You can email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Gregor at sports1440.ca. 
Lots more uh, text flying. Hey, guys, uh, excellent interview with Bucky. Glad you guys are back from uh, Oliver Steve. Hey, boys, is there an announcement today at the Oilers jersey for the Heritage Classic? Well, I think it was. It's, uh, it happened about an hour ago. Connor McDavid was there. I Honestly, I was talking to uh, Kelly Buckberger, so I haven't seen uh, it on there. I know I can tell you this for a fact, that uh, the Oilers organization would love nothing more than to, uh, to release the jerseys. But uh, this is an NHL event, so they control the timeline on that. That's just how it works. That's something I learned this summer, to be honest. I, you know what? Uh, it's... Uh, you know, the orders get compensated because it's a home game. But obviously it'll be a home game with way more fans. So they get a percentage of based on what their their average would be. And then the rest is all NHL money. And so that's why, you know, that goes into the big pot. And so that does make sense from a league perspective why you would do that. So even if you have Chicago who's in their lots, if it's making more money for the league, well, that benefits all the teams. Although I do think it's it's nice to have other teams involved. I understand the draw of Chicago, major market, you know, hockey hotbed. I understand it. But ideally, I think you, if you can get more of them involved, that's uh, that's even better. Greg, or uh, McDavid spoke down at Commonwealth, and in the background, you can kind of see the logo they're going with. You see the Edmonton Mercury's influence in this one? But do, they, do you have the logo? Do you have the whole jersey? Not the whole jersey, yeah, but the see? logo, right? Okay. So you, you can tell the influence, what they're going for. I guess you could use your imagination from there, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it looks like a pretty cool logo. Oh, yeah. I think it's, you know what? And talking to the players now, they did this in, in Winnipeg a few years ago, some of the core guys. right? But was that 2017? I think it was 2017, right? Mark Letestu scored a few goals that game. That was when it was delayed and Joey Moss was in the uh, the dress room telling stories to keep the guys loose because the sun was was so low that they had to delay the game a little bit to get it in. And now you have it at home. Now, at Commonwealth, the, the weather, we assume, shouldn't be a factor. Like, I don't see this being a repeat of 2003 when you showed up to the game. You're wearing insulated coveralls. You're wearing long underwear. You're probably wearing your big Sorrells, right? You got your huge mitts. You got everything on. Uh, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that uh, that you were probably you know doing that. I don't think it's going to be that cold this time around, which is uh, which is great. That's good news. So. 2016, Gregor. 26? Is that? It was 20, oh, 2016, 17 2016, yeah. season. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Latest two, Nurse, and Cassian with the goals. Yeah. Well, Latest two <laughs> had two, did he not? Uh, from where I see, just just the one. Because didn't they win 4 3? Maybe he scored in the shootout. Maybe that's what it was. Or was it a 3 2 game? 3 nothing. 3 nothing. Oh, okay. Totally yeah. thinking a different game then. McDavid had an assist. Nugent an assist. Yeah. Two point game for Cassian. Oof. Ducks are hoping his PTO. That happens again. <laughs> For sure. What are the chances he lands there? Uh, decent. Like like Zach Cassian, he definitely didn't look engaged for lots of last season. So, you know, you, you look at Anaheim, they, there's lots of openings on that team. So I, I think he can skate. Like he didn't just lose his ability. His willingness, maybe. His consistency wasn't there last year. So... You know, could he earn himself a, a league minimum contract? Uh, yeah, I don't think it would be that difficult. Hey, Greg, did you guys happen to listen to the Yakupov interview with John Scott yet? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know what? I heard it. You know what? He talked, you know, he had some thing. He loved Darcy Hortichuk, and he felt like Darcy Hortichuk was huge for him. Uh, you know, he mentioned how he felt like he just didn't learn uh, much. 
and that's his and that's his impression and that's his memory of what happened and that, that's 11 years ago isn't that crazy it's 11 years ago Yakupov was here and um well I guess it was 10 because he talked about you know he had his first year and he had a decent year with Kruger and then they brought in Dallas Akins and, and he just didn't connect with Dallas Akins there's you know I'd I'd like to hear Aiken's side of that conversation. Did, you know, what what did he get out of it? I've I've talked to Dallas before. You know, he's admitted he learned a lot uh, his second time around as a head coach, like anybody would as as an NHL head coach. But, you know, like I'm not stunned by uh, by Yakupov's comments. Like you just look at how the team played that year. It, It was not a banner year. I think anybody watching, right? Like the... I get, well, they're coming in already. Everybody's just texting one word. What word do you think they're texting, Connor Halley, right now? Any of our listeners can guess. What word do you think they're texting? Swarm, of course. You mentioned <laughs> that era, and, and that's the word that comes out, right? So um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not completely shocked by it. Um, you know, it, it's been long enough that I, I think you, you probably have a better chance of getting the player's honest interpretation of what they felt at the time. Because right? remember, there's always two sides to a story. Right? And hey, was Yakupov receptive? I don't know. We'd have to ask Dallas Akins. Maybe he would want to comment on it. Who knows? But I'm not, it wasn't like, oh my goodness, that seems completely unrealistic. Right? Hey, Greg's, I'm absolutely choked. There's no alumni game at this year's Heritage Classic. Doesn't feel like the money spent is going to be worth it from Lance. Well, Lance, there actually is an alumni game. It just hasn't been announced yet. Officially, but uh, I've been told that uh, it will. There will be an alumni game, and expect kind of that era of you know, nineteen ninety seven and, and beyond. I don't. You're not going to have many guys from the eighties. Like they're in their mid sixties, man. Like they, a lot of them don't want to do it, right? The, they they want younger guys to have an opportunity. You know, and, and honestly, when you look at the fan base, think of the fans, the majority that are going to be there. I think their generation is the Ryan Smiths and the Doug Waits and the Bill Garens and the Alish Hemskys and the Sean Horkoffs. And, you know, then you go to Jason Smith and Steve Steos and, and those type of guys. I, I think, honestly, that's, that's who they're looking at, at, at having. And, and trust me, it's the alumni players. Like, it's a real honor to get the invite to play in that game. But my understanding, Lance, is there is going to be one. And, you know, it'll be interesting. Will Will Jerome McGinley, I don't see why he wouldn't. He's part of the Flames organization. Why could he lace him up? Like, that, like that's a pretty big draw from a Calgary perspective. And even from, from an Edmonton fan perspective to watch McGinley from St. Albert. Everybody remembers you know, his contributions to Team Canada in 2002. You had uh, Jerome McGinley headlining the Calgary team. That's a pretty big draw. So my understanding is, yes, there is going to be one, Lance. It just um, it hasn't been announced yet. And here we are, what, uh, September 6th. That game is seven, eight weeks away? Seven, seven. So, yeah, you'd hope that, you know, you'd, you'd like to have a little bit more uh, excitement. But I'll tell you this. Once the announcement comes, five weeks, four weeks, six weeks, seven, people are going to get, uh, uh, people are going to get fired up. So, um, they, uh, 
I was told they're working on it. Now, maybe it's hit a snafu, and maybe I'll, I'll be honest, for the last week I was focused on on lots of other things, so maybe it's changed. But when I had a conversation 10 days ago, the whole plan was to have one, and they were putting out invites to players, and there was lots of guys who wanted to play. I, I Why wouldn't you do it? Unless the NHL has decided they don't want it. But I... Like, why not? It just adds, to, as Lance said, it adds to the excitement. You get the young games in. Who doesn't like nostalgia? We love nostalgia. Right? Connor gets teary-eyed every time the powder blue comes out. Right? It's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They like it. So, there you go. Hey, Greg's. I thought I heard there was no game. Well, I'll check it out. Um, oh, it's during the press conference. Well, there you go. Okay. So, they changed their mind. Well, that's disappointing then. We didn't hear the press conference. We were talking to Kelly Buckberger live. Well, that's disappointing. I, I'd like to know the reasoning. We'll have to listen to the press conference. Did they give a reason why? Like, why wouldn't you? And Unless it's something to do with, I don't know, insurance maybe. Maybe it's something to do with the, the ice availability or whatever else. It's organizing, sure. There's a cost to it, no question. But that does, yeah, that, that puts a damper on it. I could see your frustration, Lance. I totally get it. Because fans, why wouldn't you like to get two for one? Watch a few games, sit back. You know the game doesn't mean anything. It's just fun to see. It's fun to see. So um, I'm sure it has to do with the ice. It's late October. That's probably the main reason why uh, they're not doing it. Could you Now here's the question I would ask for fans. If they played the alumni game the night before, would you go? And could they, could that be included in your ticket? Like, obviously it's not going to happen now, but I just, I would assume people would commit, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe say, you know what, man, I'm not going to go watch an alumni game. I'll go when the alumni game's on before, but I don't want to go the night before. Right. I'd be curious if you're, if you have tickets, would you go Friday to an alumni or maybe the alumni games the day after? I don't probably can't do it the day after, but I'm just curious if, uh, if people would go. And I think then the NHL would be like, well, we don't want to put the game on if we don't think people are going to show up. So. Not uh, not great. We'll come back with uh, five questions next. As you're listening to Sports 1440, streaming online, sports1440.ca, and live on YouTube on the Orders Nation YouTube channel. We continue on Wednesday afternoon. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you, coming to you uh, live from the E-Well Studios for Sports 1440, E-W-E-L for all your electrical needs. It is time now for five questions brought to you by our good friends at The Brick. And their tent sale is going on right now. And my goodness, if you're looking for savings, it's the place to be 60% off original price clearance items at the tent. Uh, there is a, It's going fast, though. So get there now. Go to any one of your uh, local brick locations and save at the brick and the brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger show. All right, Gregor, question number one. Kelly Booker joining us in studio today. Not to say one of my favorite captains in Oilers history. Who would top your list? Wow. It's hard to go against Mark Messier. Um, are you just talking in the NHL history or Edmonton? Edmonton. Oh, you know what? Let's go Edmonton history. Um, yeah, no, probably Mark Messier. Like, you know, Gretzky's like Gretzky can be the best at everything, but 
you know, Messi, from all the stories, I'd probably have to go with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember my, one of my favorite players was Shane Corson when he wore the C, I think, for one year, whatever it was. But uh, Gator was great, too. And how about uh, Shane Corson? Well, he was the captain when yeah, I became he was. a fan, right? So it was yeah. like I, okay. people kind of frowned at me when I say he was one of my first favorites. But, you know, he Jason Arnett back in the day, Doug Waite. Uh, well, I'll give Mark Pesek some love as well. You know, Oil Kings captain. He was pretty good for the boys. So uh, I'll throw him in there as well. Right. Some good ones. Maybe some Elks, you know, go deeper into history. Uh, sticking with the whole captaincy thing. The Oilers have Nuge, Nurse, and Drysaddle who've worn the A in the past. If you were to limit it to two, who would be the odd man out? Ooh. Well, I I would probably go with Nuge and Hopkins simply because I'd necessarily, I don't know if I want three forwards. Uh, in the captain group. I just think that, you know, you want kind of all your positions represented a little bit. So that would, that's probably my easiest answer as to why. It's a good question. Uh, it's not going to happen. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> are they going to add a fourth one? Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I guess if I had to pick one, that would be my easy reasoning why. That would have been a good one too, actually. Uh, I was going to say the same thing just because I don't think you'd rattle him too much. I think you're going to get the same leadership from him, whether he's got the letter or not. Uh, I, I don't know. I think like, there's really no reason to do it. So yeah. no, if you did it, I, I think it would be, it could be a tough pill. I've talked to players that have had it happen to them. It's not ideal. If you were adding an A, who would it go to? Hmm. I'll go Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. Well, just because of his consistent dogged work ethic. I, that popped into my head, too. I thought maybe Matias Ekholm, another year with the guys, maybe that might be one that oh, we could look at. But uh, yeah, let us know with the inbox, one 401 A question number three for you, Gregor. We're talking fantasy football continuously here on the station, on the shows. Uh, yesterday I asked you about players you're avoiding. Who is one player you think is due for a breakout year? You know what? That's a really good question. Uh, we, we were having lots of discussions about that for, from different people, and um, you know, Cooper Cup obviously was the one guy that I was shining. I said, there's no chance I'm drafting him. And uh, unfortunately for people who have him, he's already been ruled out for, for week one and, and might be out even longer than that. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of have to see. But breakout year. Like, it's probably too lame to go with a rookie because obviously anything they do would be considered a breakout year, right? So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Brees Hall. I like that one. I think the I think the Jets and uh, and their offense is. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a pretty big bounce back season. I'm going to go with uh, Alexander Madison uh, now. Ooh, he, lots of people are high on him. Dalvin Cook was with Madison last year. Now he's with Brees Hall. Uh, I, I think given, given the opportunity, he was a pretty good player when he got the chances. So I'm going to go with Madison. Don't know if he can hold up for an entire year. It's a it's a tough, brutal position, but Madison's one guy I've kind of been targeting late rounds. Seems like people are sleeping on him. Question number four. We've got Steve McIntyre coming up on the show in about uh, 30 minutes' time, give or take. One of the toughest guys I've ever seen. If you could have two NHL enforcers drop the glove, almost like a dream fantasy fight. Kind of a morbid thing. Uh, who would you have going at it? That is morbid, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Dave Brown and Bob Probert. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go... I always liked Chris Simon and uh, the late, great Dave Semenko. Oof. There's probably some good ones out there, though. Oh, my the goodness. Are you, you kidding see. me? There's lots of... 
And, and the funny thing is, though, if you ask those guys now, there is there is always a few guys you know, that like Colton Orr was one of the players who really he liked to fight. But you talk to George Larac and you talk to a lot of other guys. It was not something that they were really like, oh, this is awesome. I can't wait for this to happen. Right. That was not something that they they got off for. But Colton Orr was one of those guys who was just like, hey, are we going to go? Are we going to have a Tilly? I mean, like he he quite liked it. So, you know, he, and he hit hard. Mm-hmm. Like like Colton Orr and Joey Kosher, when it came to guys who weren't huge in the heavyweight, like they were tough. But I'm talking like they weren't the six foot four behemoths. They're big and strong, but both had a reputation of having heavy, heavy hands. And so, from a a real terrible angle to say, hey, I'd like to see that because you know what, um, hockey fights. It's interesting. I they never seem to bother me as much of a street fight because in a hockey fight, I always felt like, well, you know what, if a guy gets knocked down, well, then the refs just come in and guys stop. Right on the street, it's not that way. So, I was for some reason I felt it was safer. Right, it was a little bit more controlled, shall we say? And it is obviously uh, more controlled. Now, I guess if you're going back to a line brawl, somebody might argue with you and say, "Hey, wait a sec, I don't think it's that safe." So, uh, a little bit different. But that is a that's a unique question, man. The uh, the text line is uh, is filling up with uh, suggestions over that because there's there's lots of people who had uh, different opinions on on who they'd like to see in that one. Uh, no question. Hey, guys. Wensick and Tutu. Now that is two <laughs> different generations, John. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta go like Wensick in Boston. Man was not overly big, but he was tough. And Jordan Tutu, oof, the Tutu train. Gosh, you didn't want to be on the tracks. And he could fight, and he was strong. But man, like he was almost more dangerous as a hitter because oh, yeah. he was such a strong, powerful skater. And he was put together. Like when he hit you, he hit you. And it was hard. And it was not necessarily a boatload of fun uh, by any stretch of the uh, the imagination. I, would not, I never got hit by him, but I'm just going to guess, having talked to people and seeing the uh, the end results, not ideal. 2-2 two, two train. Those World Juniors, when he really got into the national scene, oh, oh my gosh, he was he was something. Uh... We'll, we'll go back and look at some of the highlight reels from his, from his tape in, in Nashville oh, yeah. and the big hits he had. Let's get him back on the show. Yeah, we last year. Yeah, we make the call. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five. Today is International Fight Procrastination Day. So on a scale of one to ten, how much of a procrastinator are you? Um on a level of like one to ten, I'd probably say I'm like a four. I don't I, I'm not a if I got something to do and I know I need it done. Majority of the times I'll do it. Now cutting the lawn, I might stretch it out a day or two here or there. But for the most part, I like to. I don't like things. I don't like to go to bed knowing I have to do something. Right? Like it's not now. If you have it, I'm not talking about a meeting or anything like that that you can only do the next day. But if it's something that I can get done today, I prefer to get it done. Otherwise, then I think about it and I don't like it. So now there, like I said, it's not perfect. There's certain things, but. I'd probably say a four. You? Probably put myself a little bit higher. Like, I, I I always say, you know, why do tomorrow what you can do today? But for a guy who says that, I don't really follow it that often. Like, I put myself, like if, like you say, like if it's something that's not that important, I'll put it off. Like, okay, empty the dishwasher. You know what? I can do that when I get home. I don't have to do it right this second. But, uh, yeah, probably about around a six, uh, something I'm trying to combat every day. But, yeah, it's, it's gotten the better of me a few times in life. 
Hey, guys, what about this for a goalie fight? Mike Smith, Ray Emery. Rest in peace. From Dan. Man, Ray Emery, he liked to fight. Remember he fought Andrew Peters? Like, he's smiling. He enjoyed it. Um, you know, my, Mike Smith didn't seem to mind it either. Right? Pretty big guy. 6'3", had good range. Oof. Something about a goalie fight. It just... Because it's so unexpected. Right? It's almost like if... if Like, if Connor McDavid... Now, order fans will probably be fearful a little bit. Unless he won and there was no injury. Right? Like, you know, Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel dropping the mitts at center ice. Right? Like, remember when Aginla and LeCavalier went? Because... Trying to think now. Jamie Ben was a forty goal scorer. He he fought quite a few times. But when I think of the playoffs, and I think of Aginla and LeCavalier, and which happened in two thousand four, has there been a playoff tilt amongst two superstars like that since? Now that was in the Stanley Cup final too, so that's what made it even better. But yeah, you don't uh, you don't see those very often. Cons so it would be uh, it would be fun to see, but cra- procrastination. We got a lot of texts coming in on that one. Hey, guys, I was going to text you yesterday, but I didn't get it done till today. That's my <laughs> level of procrastination. It's <laughs> a good one, Brian. That, that's strong commitment to procrastination. But you know what? You knew we'd be here. Yeah. So I get. <laughs> I get it. I understand. And think about it. Had you texted us yesterday, that tweet wouldn't have been nearly as funny. So in essence, you helped yourself. By procrastinating. I don't necessarily recommend it all the time, but in this case, it worked out. Now, let's get to uh, Connor Halley and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. They're excited to be back on air with Sports Talk 1440. And right now, all of their compact BXB tractors in stock are on sale with 0% financing for 84 months. Shop online at edmontonkubota.com. Here's Connor Halley. 